نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم أما بعد الله عز وجل he mentions in his book لقد كان في قصصهم عبرة لأول الألباب that indeed you have in their stories a lesson for those of understanding. The many scholars of tafsir, they have mentioned that this statement is related to the story of Yusuf alayhi salam with his brothers and that which transpired between them. That there are lessons in their stories or in their story. And others have mentioned that the matter is broader than that and that it is not restricted to the story and others have mentioned that it is not restricted to Yusuf alayhi salam and his brothers rather it is broader than that and it includes the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam the believers that their stories and that which took place with them in their lives as it relates to the trials and tribulations that they've gone through with the polytheists and other than that that their stories there is a lesson in their stories for the people of understanding. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he is an example for all of mankind. As Allah Azza wa Jal he states Lakat kana lakum fi Rasulillahi Uswatun Hasana that indeed you have in the Messenger of Allah a beautiful example for you. Allah Azza wa Jal described the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ And indeed you are upon exalted character. And Allah Azza wa Jal He said regarding the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ and we have not sent you except as a mercy to mankind. <coughs> so the Prophet ﷺ, he is an example for mankind, he is a mercy for mankind. And his character is impeccable, he has the best character of any of mankind. And with that being said, the Prophet ﷺ, he has more rights over the believers than themselves. 
as Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, Nabi awla bil mu'mineen min anfusihim wa azwajuhu ummahatuhu. And the Prophet has more rights than the believers, than they have rights over themselves, and his wives are their mothers. The focus tonight, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala, is the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, they are our mothers. They are the mothers of the believers. And it is befitting, being that they are our mothers, as mentioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we must know who they are. And our wives and our daughters should know who they are. And pattern themselves after these women, whom Allah Azza wa Jal has described them as being our mothers. Al-Hafidh ibn Kathir, rahimahullah ta'ala, he stated, Ay fil-hurma, wal-ihtiram, wal-ikram, wal-tawqir, wal-i'adham. That the wives of the prophets are, are our mothers as it relates to their sacredness and it is not allowed for any man to marry the wives of the Prophet ﷺ after his death. They are our mothers as it relates to the respect and honor and rever that we must have for them and magnifying them. And holding them in high esteem. Shaykh al Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala he mentioned, وَقَدْ أَجْمَعَ الْمُسْلِمُونَ عَلَى تَحْرِيمِ نِكَاحِ هَؤُلَاءَ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهِ عَلَى غَيْرِهِ وَعَلَى وُجُوبِ إِحْتِرَامِهِنَّ Shaykh al Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah he mentioned that the Muslims are in agreement. That it is prohibited to marry these women after the death of the Prophet ﷺ. And the Muslims are in agreement that it is obligatory to respect them. Meaning, our mothers, the wives of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. A Shaykh Muhammad Al-Amin Al-Shinqayti Rahimahullah he said, ما ذكر من أن المراد بكون أزواجه أمهات المؤمنين هو حرمتهن عليهم كحرمة الأم واحترامهن واحترامهم لهن كاحترام الأم. That which Allah Azza wa Jal has stated as it relates to the wives being the mothers of the believers, it is related to them being prohibited for the men to marry, just as it is prohibited for a man to marry his mother, and them having respect for these women, just as men have respect for their mothers. The ulama they have mentioned, that motherhood is divided into two categories. Ummumatun diniyatun 
en umuma tariquha an-nasab wa yusammiha ba'd ahl al-ilm umuma tiniya the first category is the religious motherhood and what is intended by the religious motherhood it is the motherhood that is established by way of the deen like in the case of the wives of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam being the mothers of the believers and this is from the angle that they are the wives of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he's like a father to the believers so being like the the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is like a father to the believers and his wives they have put forth great effort in transmitting to the believers his statements his actions his character how he worship because of that they have become the mothers of the believers because the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he cultivated the believers taught them how to worship allah azza wa jal taught them the book and the wisdom as allah azza wa jal he mentions لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعْثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ يَتْلُوْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ وَإِنْ كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلَ فِي ضُلَالٍ مُبِينٍ That indeed Allah has bestowed His favor upon the believers when He sent amongst them a messenger from themselves reciting upon them His verses in purifying them and teaching them the book and the wisdom although before that they were in clear manifest error so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he cultivated the believers he taught the believers he purified the believers by way of the re- by way of the revelation teaching them the kitab and the hikma and the hikma is the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so the prophet was a cultivator he was a teacher he cultivated the believers as a father would cultivate his son this is the relationship between the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his ummah with him are his wives for they also have a hand in the matter of cultivating the believers because there are many many aspects of the deen that we know about by way of the wives of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that we do not know about by way of other than them many aspects about his personal life and how he was in the home which is very important as it relates to the establishment of an islamic home and cultivating the children upon islam a lot of this has come from the wives of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam who are our mothers so this is their hand in the affair of the cultivation of the ummah along with the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so this religious motherhood necessitates the obligation of honoring them and respecting them and giving them their rights and holding them as being our mothers and as for the motherhood that comes by way of the family ties and these are the mothers who have given birth to their children and some of the ulama they say that this is the earthly uh, motherhood and in the event 
the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he is like a father to the believers who cultivates his children, and what comes as a result of that, his wives are like mothers to us, as it relates to the respect and the honor that is due to them. The ulama they mention that there are rights that are due to the mothers of the believers. From them is that we have an alliance for them. We have an alliance for them. And that alliance entails that we love them for the sake of Allah. And we acknowledge their virtue. And we establish that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored them over the rest of the women of the dunya. And these are the best of the women of this ummah. We must have respect and honor for them and believe that they are the mothers of the believers. And we should not deny that they are our mothers. For Allah has, has mentioned in the Quran that they are our mothers. And whoever denies that the wives of the Prophet are the mothers of the believers, then this person has disbelieved. Because this is something that is established in the Quran. This is something that is established by the consensus of the scholars. Another matter, Barakallah Fikum, is that they are his wives in the dunya as well as in the akhirah. This is the part of our belief. And this is the favor and virtue from Allah upon them. Also, we must not have anything in our chest against them. No type of rancor, no type of hatred or dislike for them. Also, when we speak about the wives of the Prophet ﷺ who are our mothers, we must speak about them in a good manner and never say anything bad about them. As the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, That when my companions are mentioned, hold your tongue back from saying anything evil about them. The wives, they are also from the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. They are sahabiyat along with being our mothers. Another matter, barakallah fikum, we must free ourselves from the way of the rawakhid, the extremists from the Shia, those who have made takfir upon the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, or curse them, or speak ill about their honor, or belittle them, and other than that. This is not our way, and we oppose this way, and we defend our mothers from the slanders of the rawakhid. Like they believe that Aisha radiallahu anha, she committed zina. Although Allah azawajal has established her innocence in the Quran. They still say that no, she committed zina. And when their imam, the Mahdi al-Muntadr returns, he will resurrect her and stone her to death. This is kufr billah azawajal. For this is denial of that which Allah azawajal has established in the Quran as it relates to the innocence of Aisha radiallahu anha. And the last point is studying their seerah. And this is the focal point here tonight. Studying their life or their lives. Knowing about them. Knowing how their mannerisms were, how they worshipped Allah azawajal. Knowing that they are the most magnificent of the woman as it relates to being knowledgeable of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu They are no woman from this ummah more knowledgeable than the wives 
of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And may Allah Azawajal be pleased with them all. The scholars, they differ as it relates to the number of the wives of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But here we will mention 11 of them who the scholars do agree upon. Number one, Khadija bint Khuwaylid. Number two, Sauda bint Zum'ah. Number three, Aisha bint Abi Bakr. Number four, Hafsa bint Umar bin al-Khattab. Number five, Um Salama Hind bint Abi Umayyah. Number six, Juwayriya bint al-Harith. Number seven, Zainab bint Jahsh. Number eight, Zainab bint Khuzayma. Number nine, Um Habiba Ramla bint Abi Sufyan. Number ten, Sophia bint Huyay. And number eleven, Maymuna bint Al-Harith. These are the wives of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. At the head of them, our mother Khadija radiallahu anha, and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he mentioned, Khairu nisa'iha Maryam wa khairu nisa'iha Khadija. That the best of the woman of her time is Maryam, and the best of the woman of her time is Khadija. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam described Khadija radiallahu anha as being from the best of the woman of her time. As being from the best of the woman of her time. And also, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam described Khadija radiallahu anha as being from the four women that have reached completeness. As there are many from amongst the men who have reached completeness, as the Prophet mentioned, Kamula min al-rijal kathir, that many from amongst the men have reached the state of completeness, وَلَمْ يَقْمُلْ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ إِلَّا أَرْبَعَةِ And only four from amongst the women have reached the state of completeness, and from them, Khadija radiallahu anha. And this shows and establishes the virtues of Khadija radiallahu anha. Also from her virtues, or why she has reached this level of being the best of the woman and being complete from amongst the few women who have reached completeness, is that she was the first to believe in the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And in this, there is an example for our wives and for our daughters that they always should strive to be the first in doing good. And don't procrastinate when it comes to doing good and supporting that which is good. We have in the Sahih of Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah, hadith number three, where Aisha radiallahu anha, she mentioned how the revelation started for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And how the Prophet ﷺ used to seclude himself in the cave of Hira. 
and how Khadija radiallahu anha she used to prepare the food and the provisions for the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam this here barakallahu fikum is a lesson for the woman our wives and our daughters and our sisters and our mothers showing how a woman should be supportive as it relates to goodness they should be very supportive as it relates to the goodness that is taking place here the prophet used to seclude himself in the cave to worship allah getting it away from the ills of the society staying away from the polytheism and the likes and he would go and seclude himself and khadija radiyallahu anha she would be supportive of these actions of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and this is before he became the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and before she believed in him as the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so this shows that this is from the characteristics of womanhood being supportive of one's husband as it relates to doing good khadija radiyallahu anha did not complain about the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam secluding himself to worship allah to get away from that which was taking place in society rather she aided him sallallahu alaihi wasallam radiyallahu anha and then we know the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentioned how the angel jibril came impressed him and told him iqra and the prophet he said ma ana biqari and this happened three times two he went back to khadija radiyallahu anha as is mentioned for raja'a biha rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam this is after jibril mentioned to him iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaqa al-insan min 'alaq فَرَجَعَ بِهَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَرْجُفْ فُؤَادُهُ فَدَخَلَ عَلَى خَدِيجَةَ بِنْتِ خُوَيْلِدٍ فَقَالَ زَمِّلُونِي زَمِّلُونِي فَزَمَّلُوهُ حَتَّى ذَهَبَ عَنْهُ الرَّوْعُ فَقَالَ لِخَدِيجَةَ وَأَخْبَرَهَا الْخَبْرَ قَالَ لَقَدْ خَشِيتُ عَلَى نَفْسِي فَقَالَتْ لَهُ خَدِيجَةُ كَلَّا وَاللَّهِ مَا يَحْزُنكَ اللَّهُ أَبَدًا إِنَّكَ لَتَصِرُ الرَّحْمِ وَتَحْمِلُ الْكَلَّ وَتَكْسِبُ الْمَعْدُومَ وَتَقْرِ وَتَقْرِ الضَّيْفِ وَتُعِينُ عَلَى نَوَائِبِ الْحَقِّ فَانْطَلَقَتْ بِهِ خَدِيجَةٌ حَتَّى أَتَتْ بِهِ وَرَقَتَ بَنَ النَّوْفَلِ So was mentioned that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he returned with that revelation and his heart was beating severely And then he went to Khadija bint Khuwailid and he said cover me cover me and they covered him until his fear had left. And after that he mentioned to Khadija what happened he said I feared that something happened to me. Look at now the response of Khadija radiyallahu anha. She said never by Allah Allah will never disgrace you. You keep good relations with your kith and kin. You aid and help the poor and the destitute. You honor your guests generously and you assist the deserving calamity afflicted ones and then afterwards Khadija radiyallahu anha she took him sallallahu alayhi wasallam to Waraqa ibn Nawfil and this was during the period where he had became a Christian and he used to write in with the Hebrew he would write from the gospel in Hebrew to the end but the shahid or the point here is how Khadija radiyallahu anha 
she was a source of comfort, a source of support for the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam at that time of need. She, radiyallahu anha, was wise and intelligent to she knew the right things to say to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to reassure him that nothing happened. And to reassure him that he is a person of good in the likes. And it's very important that our women, they know the right things to say at the right time. To keep the affairs of the home in order. For a lot of times, the problems that come in the home is from things being said at the wrong time. Even if it's correct, all the wrong things being said. And then it leads to conflict and problems and discord and argumentation and other than that. Look at Khadija radiallahu anha who was wise in her speech and wise in her actions. Not only did she say that which was a source of comfort for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and reassured that nothing evil happened to him but she took him to a person of knowledge. And this is how the woman should be as it relates to dealing with the husbands and establishing an Islamic home, that if there is something that takes place and clarity is needed, then the wife should encourage, okay, let's take this matter to the scholars. Let's take the matter to the people of knowledge. And wallahi, this would be following the way of Khadija radiallahu anha. Because she took him to Waraka who was a scholar in his right and in that situation. And Waraka, he knew of the signs. And as one narration mentioned, he put his hand on the back of the Prophet and he felt the lump of flesh which was the seal of prophethood. And also when the Prophet informed of what happened, he said, this is Namus, the one who came to Musa, meaning Jibreel to the end. Also it is mentioned that Khadija radiallahu anha, she was the first one to to learn from the Messenger wudu and she was the first one to pray with the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Again showing that she was foremost in doing that which is good. As Allah he prays those who are foremost in doing good when he mentions وَالسَّابِقُونَ السَّابِقُونَ أُولَٰئِكَ الْمُقَرَّبُونَ فِي جَنَّاتِ النَّعِيمِ And those who are first and foremost in doing good, those are the ones who are near to Allah. And they are in the gardens of bliss. So when a person is at the forefront of doing good, then they will be in the gardens of bliss, near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here we find this characteristic in our mother Khadija radiallahu anha. Al-Hafidh ibn Hajj he said, Zawjun Nabi wa awwal man saddaqat bi bi'thatihi mutlaqa. She is the wife of the Prophet and she is the first one who believed in his advent uh, unrestrictedly. No one believed before her. Imam al-Dhahabi, he said about Khadija, وَأَوَّلْ مَنْ آمَنَ بِهِ وَصَدَّقَهُ قَبْلَ كُلِّ أَحَدٍ That she is the first one to believe in him and to confirm his truthfulness before everyone. 
Khadija bint Khuwailid radiyallahu anha. Also other scholars they mention awwal imra'a aslamat min hadihi al-umma wa awwal man amana bi rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam min al-nisa' wal-rijal bi ijma' al-muslimin wa lam yataqaddamha rajulun wala imra'a that Khadija is the first woman who accepted Islam in this ummah and she was the first one to believe in the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from the woman and from amongst the men according to the consensus of the scholars and no man or woman preceded her the other narration is on Afif ibn Amr he said I was a businessman and I was a friend of Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib in Jahiliyyah so I came to do business so I came to Al Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib in Mina he said, and a man came looking at the sun as it was declining. He said, so he stood up and prayed. And then after that, a woman came and prayed. And then a, 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 a young a person came, a young lad came. And he stood up and prayed. And يَزْعُمْ أَنَّهُ النَّبِيهِ وَلَمْ يُتَابِعْهُ عَلَىٰ أَمْرِهِ غَيْرِ هَذِهِ الْمَرْأَةِ وَهَذِ الْغُلَامِ وَهَذِهِ الْمَرْأَةِ خَدِيجَةِ بِنْتْ خُوَيْلِدْ إِمْرَأَتُهُ وَهَذَ الْغُلَامِ إِبْنْ عَمِّهِ عَلِي إِبْنْ أَبِي طَالِبْ So he mentions that a man, he looked up at the sun as it was declining, he stood up and prayed, and then came a woman, she prayed with him. And then came a young lad, and he prayed with him. And then he said to Abbas, who is this? He said, it is Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib. This is my nephew who claims that he is a prophet. And no one has followed him on this matter except for this woman and this young lad. And this woman is Khadija bint Khuwailid, his wife. And this young lad is his cousin Ali bin Abi Talib. So Afif... He had accepted Islam afterwards and he made good his Islam. He said, لَوَدَدْتُ أَنِّي كُنْتُ أَسْلَمْتْ يَوْمَ إِدِنْ فَيَكُنْ لِي رُبُ الْإِسْلَامِ He said, I wish I, would have ha- I wish I would have accepted Islam on that day and I would have had a fourth of Islam, meaning he would have been the fourth of them. But the shahid on the point, Barakallah Fikum, is look how... Our mother Khadija radiallahu anha carried herself. She was supportive. She was at the forefront in doing good. She radiallahu anha stood with the Prophet sallallahu when there was no one else that was standing with him. And the Prophet sallallahu he mentioned this virtue about Khadija that she believed in him when his people rejected him. And she aided him when the people did not aid him. So Khadija radiallahu anha, without a doubt, she is an example for the woman of this ummah as it relates to goodness and being established upon aiding and supporting the truth. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he had mentioned that Jibreel alayhi salam, he came. 
and gave the salams to Khadija. And also that Allah gives the salams to Khadija. And he mentioned that Khadija radiallahu anha, or he said, وَبَشِّرْهَا بِبَيْتٍ فِي الْجَنَّةِ مِنْ قَصَبٍ وَلَا سَخَبْ فِيهِ وَلَا نَصَبٍ and give her the glad tidings that she will have like an elevated home in the paradise and there will be no screaming and hollering in this home and there will be no tiredness. The scholars, they mention the reason why Khadija radiallahu anha, she will have this type of reward is because of that which she went through as in this dunya of exerting herself and sacrificing herself being at the care of the Prophet Sallallahu So now because of that which she went through Of exerting herself And being tired in this dunya Serving the Prophet Sallallahu And aiding him upon the truth Allah Azzawajal will give her a, a home in the paradise That's elevated And there will be nothing but total peace and quiet In the home for her A reward for her hard work In the dunya And this is something that our woman must understand that whatever they do of hard work and maintaining the home upon Islam, understand that there is a reward for the paradise. Or there is a reward in the paradise for you. Don't think that your actions of goodness are unnoticed. Rather, from the names of Allah Azza wa Jal, Ash-Shukur. Allah is one who is grateful, meaning He rewards the person when they do good. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He does not waste the reward of the good doers. We move on to something from the life of Sauda radiallahu anha. Sauda radiallahu anha, she has been described as being one who stuck to the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And she held fast to his command. And that which shows that is when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned that which she understood that she is not to come out of her home no more after his death. And she, she did not go out of her home except for need, but she never went and made Hajj or Umrah again. Whereas the other wives of the Prophet ﷺ, they did go out and make Hajj and Umrah after the death of the Prophet ﷺ. As the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, and his narration is on the authority of Abi Huraira radiallahu an. أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لنسائه عام حجة الوداع هذه الحجة وفي لفظ إنما هذه الحجة ثم ألزمنا ظهور الحصر فكنا كلهن يحججنا إلا زينب بن جحش والسودة بن زمعة رضي الله عنهما وكانتا تقولان والله لا تحركنا دابة 
بعد قول رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم هذه ثم ظهور الحصر الحصر Abu Hurairah he mentioned that the Messenger وسلم, said to his wives during the farewell Hajj that this is the Hajj or indeed this is the Hajj and after that remain upon the on top of the mat so he said that the wives of the Prophet وسلم, used to continue to make the Hajj except for Zainab bin Jahsh and Sauda bin Zamah May Allah be pleased with them both. And they used to say, By Allah, no animal will ever carry us or move us again after the statement of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is the Hajj, meaning the final Hajj, that's it. And then after that, hold fast to sitting on the top of the mat, meaning stay in your homes, don't go out again. So here we see that Sauda, radiallahu anha, she held to the apparent wording of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the ulama, they say this is from her, her strictness as it related to following the sunnah of the Prophet And as for the other wives, then they didn't understand the matter to be with the Prophet So they continued to make hajj and umrah. And this was from their understanding or their ijtihad and understanding what the Prophet intended. And there is no slight upon the other wives who continue to make the hajj. But the point is that Sauda radiallahu anha, she was strict as it related to following the word of the Prophet sallallahu as it is. And it's important for the wives and the daughters and the mothers and the sisters and the aunts to hold fast to the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu And don't be a woman who takes lightly the commandments of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu For many of the matters that come as it relates to the problems in the home, it comes from belittling the affair of the sunnah. Belittling the affair of the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam Malik rahimahullah, he mentioned, As-sunnah kasafinati nuh, man raqibaha naja, wa man takhallafa anha gharik. That the sunnah is like the ark of Noah. Whoever rides upon it or embarks upon it, will receive salvation. And whoever does not get upon it, then this person will drown. So it's important that the sunnah is held into high esteem in the home. And that the woman should be a woman of the sunnah. That she holds to the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And she encourages the practice of the sunnah in her home. And she's a woman who is staunch against the affairs of innovation. That which the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did not legislate from the revelation of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala holding to the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam الْأُمُورِ And be aware of the newly invented matters. Sauda radiallahu anha She was a woman who had good character. As Aisha radiallahu anha, she said, I never seen a woman who her style was more beloved to me than Sauda bin Zam'ah. 
because she she was a woman who she was like a serious type of woman. So when she got older, she gave her day to me. Right? She gave her day that the Prophet had allotted for her. She gave that day to Aisha radiallahu anha. And she did she was intelligent. She gave up uh, something from her rights to remain as the wife of the Prophet and still remain and have that status of being from the mother of the believers. So she gave up something from the dunya for a, a religious benefit and a benefit in the hereafter. And how beautiful this example is for the woman, giving preference to that which is religious over that which is worldly. Giving preference to that which is religious over that which is worldly. So she gave her day to Aisha and remained in the status of being a wife. For the wife of the Prophet in the dunya, وسلم, is his wife in the hereafter. So she sacrificed for the greater good. And this was from her intelligence. Being a woman who was smart and understood the affairs and weighed out the situation. A lot of times we find the woman, they take that which is the right now, the here and now. This is what I want. And then they sacrifice that which is greater and more lasting for that temporary pleasure or desire. Take, look, at the, look at your mother, oh sister in al-Islam. She sacrificed that which was temporary, meaning her temporary interaction with the Prophet on her night. She gave that up for that which was more lasting. The status of being... Look, we're talking about her tonight. Hundreds of years later, we're speaking about Soda and her virtues. And how she's from the mother of the believers. This is how Allah honored her for her sacrifice. So Soda, radiallahu anha, she is a woman of great virtue. Next we have our mother Aisha radiallahu anha. And without a doubt, we all know the status of our mother Aisha radiallahu anha. As when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was asked, who is the most beloved of the people to you? And he said, Aisha. And then it was asked, and from the men, he said, her father. Aisha radiallahu anha, she is our mother and a woman of great virtue. And the ulama have mentioned that she is the most knowledgeable of the woman of this ummah as Aisha radiallahu anha she is from the seven companions that have the most narrations on the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and due to Aisha radiallahu anha we have rules and regulations that have come down in the Quran from at-tayammum from how to deal with uh, slander and the slanderers and how to not rush 
and be quick to pass judgment upon believers without verifying the facts of the matter and other than that from the virtues of Aisha and her family. <coughs> Aisha radiallahu anha, she was very close to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And from her closeness to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, she was influenced by the character of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And it is mentioned in this affair that Aisha radiallahu anha, she had mentioned to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, why does he pray in the manner that he prays when Allah Azawajal has forgiven him for his past and future sins? And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentioned, "Afala akun abdan shukura." Should I not be a grateful servant? And Aisha radiallahu anha, afterwards, they say or was mentioned by the ulama that she was one who was diligent upon the night prayer. She was one who was diligent upon the night prayer. Following the example of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, showing her gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa taala. So here, barakallah fikum. The benefit is that be a woman who takes time out of her busy schedule to devote herself to the worship of Allah even though that worship is not something that is obligatory. Don't just restrict yourself to the obligations. For wallahi we don't know what's accepted by Allah and what's not accepted by Allah. So do more. Just in case there's some negligence in our performance of that which is obligatory. So that which we do of the extra acts of ibadah can make up for the deficiency in that which we fell short in as it relates to that which is obligatory. So Aisha radiallahu anha, she used to take a portion of her night and she used to spend her night Worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And she used to say, Alaykum bi qiyam al-layl. Fa inna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana la yada'ahu. She said, Upon you is praying the night prayer. For indeed the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he never used to leave off praying the night prayer. So she herself used to pray the night prayer. And... And this is her being influenced by the Prophet ﷺ saying to her that the reason why he prays so much during this night prayer to the point his feet were swell, that this was him showing gratitude to Allah So likewise, she began to be diligent as it relates to praying this night prayer and then she encouraged others. And this is a beautiful example for our woman. That they are women who not only fulfill the obligations, but they 
indulge in that which is super derogatory and they encourage others with doing that which is extra to show their gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another point from the life of Aisha radiallahu anha is that Aisha radiallahu anha she would aid and support the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he had got sick as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam would perform the ruqya over himself and when he became weak Aisha would go to him and he would recite in her hands and then she would wipe his body Subhanallah wa bihamdi. Our mother, I look how she tended to the needs of her husband, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and she aided and helped and assisted him in getting well. <coughs> and she took this upon herself, and this is a sign of her compassion and love for the woman. They should have this characteristic of being compassion, having compassion, and not being hard. And, and for sure this society It promotes women being hard This society promotes women Not being affectionate and the likes Out of the fear that they're going to be taken advantage of But when you Allah has blessed you with A righteous husband And may Allah Azawajal make us men righteous husbands to our women you, you, It's okay, let your guard down Because a righteous man He's not going to oppress you. And even if the situation calls for separation, he's going to separate in kindness. Because he fears Allah Azza wa Jalla. He doesn't want to be held accountable in front of Allah for any type of oppression. So when a man is living as he should live with his wife, then it's upon her to let her guard down. And not be afraid to be affectionate and compassionate And to show and display love to her husband Especially during his time of need As Aisha radiallahu anha She did when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sick The scholars they mentioned that Aisha radiallahu anha She was a woman who used to fast a lot. And this is also from her virtues. And that she did not leave off the fasting even during the times that she would travel. As mentioned that أَنَّهَا كَانَتْ تُسُمْ That she used to fast even when traveling. Meaning because it wasn't a hardship on her. And she used to follow the characteristic of the Prophet Sallallahu of being one who was consistent in doing good. As she described, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam كَانَ عَمَلُهُ دِيمَةً That his actions were something that were done consistently. And she was influenced by that. She was influenced by the Prophet because this is what, this is what she's seen from him. And this here, as a side note for us brothers, we have to be examples for these women that Allah Azawajal has placed under our care because they are watching us. And our behavior 
whether positive or negative, can have an influence upon them. We can be a negative influence upon our woman, or we can be a positive influence upon our woman. So it's better for us to be like the Prophet ﷺ, a positive influence. As the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, that the best of you are those who or the one who is best to his family and I'm the best of you being I'm the best to my family and as it relates to the knowledge of Aisha radiallahu anha as was mentioned she's one of the seven companions that have the most knowledge the most narrations on the Prophet sallallahu and this is an encouragement for the woman study your deen don't just be sitting back in the house on the phone all day, on the computer all day, right? Study your religion. Learn your deen. Especially if Allah has favored you to be in a situation where you're home, you don't have to go out of the house to work. And you don't have to be involved in the hustle and bustle of being on these job sites trying to make a dollar. Alhamdulillah, Allah has favored you with a situation where you're being taken care of. Utilize that time for good. Utilize that time to get closer to Allah. Utilize that time to learn your religion so that you can raise and cultivate your children upon that which you have learned of the religion. Stop wasting your time with looking at these programs. It's not going to do anything but corrupt your behavior. And you know it's corrupting your behavior. Because as soon as your husband come home, one day you're basketball wives, the next day you're Atlanta housewives and all this stuff. You see it because you st- you're behaving like the woman you was watching all day. You, you, you binge watching these programs and the lights and then you wonder why you have problems in your marriage. Stop following behind these women. Your example are your mother's. These other women who are on these shows and exposing themselves and other than that, these women are lewd women. These women are not the examples for the Muslim woman. So Aisha radiallahu anha, she was very knowledgeable. To the point that companions used to go to her when they would have disagreements. They would go to her for the answer. And she, by the permission of Allah, was solve the differing between the companions because she had knowledge of the Prophet wasallam as it relates to what he did in the situation or his stance. The next barakallahu fikum Hafsa bint Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu anhuma Hafsa radiyallahu anhunna she's the daughter of Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu anhuma and Umar radiyallahu anhuma he married her to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and is mentioned that there came a time when the Prophet ﷺ divorced her. He had, a, he had divorced Hafsa. And he took her back. And it is mentioned, the reason why he took her back 
Because Jibreel alayhi salam, he came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and commanded him to take her back. Jibreel alayhi salam came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he commanded him to take her back. And what is mentioned in the narration, he said, Raji' Hafsa, Fa'innaha Sawama Kawama, Wa'innaha Zojatuka Fil Jannah. Take Hafsa back because she is a woman who fasts, who fasts during the day and she prays during the night. And she is your wife in the paradise. Look how her ibadah saved her marriage. Allahu Akbar. Jibril came to the Prophet Allahu Akbar. Ra'ajit Hafsa, take her back. Don't divorce her. Fa'innaha sawama qawama. For indeed she is a woman who fasts during the days and she prays during the nights. And she is your wife in the paradise. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he followed the command of Jibreel because this is a command coming from who? Allah Azawajal. So Allah Azawajal preserved her status and did not allow her to be divorced. And then the divorce finalized. Rather, he preserved her status and saved her marriage due to her righteousness. So look how her righteousness had an effect upon the marriage with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. فَإِنَّهَا سَوَّامَ قَوَّامَ Hafsa radiallahu anha She also, as was mentioned here, a woman who used to pray during the night as Jibreel alayhi salam testified for her. And we know that this night prayer, it has a beautiful effect upon the one who observes it. And the night prayer is the, the model of the righteous of the past. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned, دَأْبُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ that it is the, the model of the believers who were before you. This is something that the previous prophets and the messengers, they used to do. We move on to Zainab bin Khuzayma radiallahu anha she is another mother from the mother of the believers And I'm trying to go through it so As for the time we don't want to hold the people up too long And please be patient Zainab bint Khuzayma She has the nickname Ummul Masakin And this was mentioned by Al-Imam Zuhri تزوج رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم زينة زينة بنت خزيمة أم 
He married Zainab bint Khuzayma, bint Khuzayma, the mother of the poor. The mother of the poor. And she was named the mother of the poor because she, she used to feed the poor people in abundance. What do we learn from this? The importance of being generous. This is from the characteristics of the mothers of the believers. Zainab was a generous woman. And she had care and concern for others. And she would feed the poor people, those who were less fortunate. And this is a beautiful example for our wives and daughters and our women folk. For them to be generous. And for them to have concern for others. For this is from the affairs that soften the hearts. And whenever you, my noble sister in Al-Islam, you help others, Allah will help you. As the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, وَاللَّهِ That Allah is at the aid and the support of the servant, as long as the servant is at the aid and support of his brother. And this includes the woman and the sisters. So Zainab radiallahu anha she was one who used to feed the poor and she was merciful to them as the scholars of history mention and that this was even some even said that this was her, her nickname even in jahiliya subhanallah some women and men even prior to their Islam, they had good mannerisms and characteristics that they came into Islam with. And these are the things that encourage for one to keep. As for the bad luggage, get rid of that stuff. The good things you used to do in Jahiliya, continue to do them in Al-Islam. As Zainab she did. She used to feed the poor prior to Islam, and then in Islam she continued to feed the poor. And this is one of the meanings of the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aslamta ala ma aslafta min al-khayr that you have accepted Islam upon the good that you used to do uh, prior to Islam. Meaning that the good you used to do prior to Islam you will continue to do that good in Islam. The next is Um Salama Hind bint Abi Umayyah radiyallahu anha From her virtues, she was one who brought ease to the Prophet ﷺ during the day of Hudaybiyah, during the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. And as we know, the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba, they were going to perform the rituals in Mecca and they were stopped and a treaty was met 
And Um Salama, radiallahu anha, she brought ease to the heart of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. For without a doubt, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the Sahaba, they wanted to perform the rituals around the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah Azza wa Jal did not decree that for them. And Um Salama radiallahu anha, she was a source of comfort for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam during that time. And what is benefited from as it relates to her mannerisms that the woman should be a source of comfort for their families. Their husbands, their children, and other than that. And this here, Barakallah, Fikum Jami'an, it makes it easier for a husband to go to his wife when he knows that she's a source of comfort. Or for a child to go to the mother when he knows the mother is a source of comfort and the likes. And this will prevent the husband from looking for comfort elsewhere. Or the children from looking for comfort elsewhere. So the mother, the wife in the home, she is the queen of the home. She's the backbone of the home. She's the caretaker of the home. And at times, as strong as men may be, physically as well as emotionally, it doesn't mean that we are not in need of that care and that, 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 that display of love and the reinsurance that things will be okay from our woman. Um Salama radiallahu anha she was a woman of righteousness and she was from the the people to endure hardship for the sake of Allah Azawajal. For understand, Barakallah Fikum, that the wives of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they were under scrutiny from the likes of the hypocrites. As we see, when they had the opportunity to attack one of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, they attacked Aisha radiallahu anha. And the intent was for them to attack the Prophet through his wives. So all of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, they were under the scrutiny, they were being watched looking for some type of fault so that they can use it against 
our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Um Salama radiallahu anha, she was from the first of the people to make hijrah. And this was not an easy affair. To leave her homeland for the sake of Allah and migrate to a strange land. But she was from the first of the people to migrate for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. And this shows that she was a woman who sacrificed for Allah's sake. Who sacrificed for Allah's sake. And she did not give, prefer- give preference to the dunya over her deen. Rather she gave preference to her deen over the dunya. We move on to Zainab bin Jahsh radiallahu anha and as was mentioned earlier she along with Sauda they remained in the home and they did not go out to make the Hajj and that is an indication of her being strict and diligent and following what she understood from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Zainab also radiallahu anha. She was a woman who had a lot of ibadah, for she was one who used to dedicate her time to worship Allah azza wa jal, and she had a place in her home that was her masjid inside of her home. That she would pray and she would uh, stand long periods of time worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he asked her about Aisha radiallahu anha during the time of the great slander. She swore by Allah. She said, Ma alimt an Aisha illa khaira. I swear by Allah, I only know good about Aisha. Look how she defended her sister at that time. When the Prophet Wasallam himself, he didn't know whether Aisha was innocent or not. In the beginning, he, the Prophet didn't know Wasallam. But the Prophet asked Zainab about her, and she spoke a word of goodness. Even though it was the co-wife, and a lot of times, co-wives, we know the drama that goes on between the co-wives, right? And may Allah make them better in their dealings with one another. But look here. She said, I do not know anything about her except for good. Subhanallah wa bihamdi. This was a generous and kind thing that she did on behalf of her sister Aisha radiallahu anha. So Zainab. She was a woman of piety, a woman of ibadah. And she used to follow the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam diligently and she was very generous and kind. As she used to be one who used to give a lot of sadaqah. She used to give a lot of sadaqah. And when she passed away, she did not leave behind any money. And the reason is because she had gave it all away in Sadaqah. SubhanAllah.
the next wife, Juwayria bint al-Harith. She was a woman who used to remember Allah Azza wa Jal much. And this statement from the ulama as it relates to her being one who used to remember Allah Azza wa Jal much, it is an important lesson for the woman. And that is for them to constantly keep their tongues wet with Allah's name, remembering Him. And not wasting the time for speaking with that which is not good. As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned, مَنْ كَانَ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَلْيَكُلْ خَيْرٌ أَوْ لِيَسْمُتٍ That whoever believes in Allah on the last day, then let him say that which is good or remain silent. Use your tongue for good speech. And from the best of the speech or that which is most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the statement, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. We move on to Um Habiba bint Abi Sufyan Ramla radiyallahu anha It is mentioned from her virtues that she also was from the first of the Muslims to believe in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and her and her husband they were amongst the Muslims who migrated to Habasha to Abyssinia fleeing with their religion and this in itself is a virtue as it shows that she was a woman who sacrificed for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that she went against her society she went against the norm as well as the first of the Muslims who went against the norm because the norm in the Arabian Peninsula it was a shirk billah and when the Prophet ﷺ came calling to La ilaha illallah, she followed the truth. She followed the truth. And she didn't have any concern about what the majority was doing. And this is a beautiful characteristic as it relates to the woman. You stick to the truth and don't worry about being with the in crowd. Rather, let your concern be to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And do not worry about pleasing the people. So the Prophet ﷺ, he had married her. And the Prophet ﷺ, he honored her. And the Prophet ﷺ, he treated her well just as he treated the rest of his family. And Um Habiba. Radiallahu anha She took a stand even against her family members who were upon disbelief in defense of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And also from her uh, characteristics of, of virtue, she presented her sister to the Prophet ﷺ to marry. SubhanAllah. 
she was one who loved for her sister truly what she loved for herself. And the Prophet Sallallahu he mentioned to her, You will love that I will marry your sister? And she said yes, but the Prophet, he didn't mention to her that this is not permissible. Because a man is not allowed to join between two sisters. But the point is, look at, look, look at her, her mannerisms and her behavior. That she wanted the good for her sister just as she had the good for herself. And she'd also, she also was one who followed the Prophet Sallallahu diligently as the Prophet Sallallahu encouraged her with praying with extra raka'at during the day. And that whoever prays the 12 extra raka'at during the day, Allah will build for that person a house in the paradise. So when Um Habiba she heard the speech of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, she made sure that she would do it every day. Allahu Akbar. Consistency upon the worship of Allah. We move on to Sophia bin radiyallahu anha. She was a Jew who had accepted Islam. And the Prophet ﷺ, he had gave her the choice because she was captured amongst those captured. And her father was killed, her husband was killed. And the Prophet gave her the choice to accept Islam and he will marry her and free her. Or if not, he will free her and return her back to her people. And she chose Islam. And she accepted Islam. And this, without a doubt, is from her virtues. For she chose that which was more lasting over that which is temporary. For Islam is the way of salvation. And whoever dies upon other than Islam, then they are losers. As Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِي غَيْرَ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا فَلَنْ يُكْبَلَ مِنْ وَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ That whoever desires a religion other than Al-Islam, it will never be accepted from him. And then in the hereafter, the person will be from amongst the losers. So Sophia bin Huyay, she chose Islam and she chose that which the Prophet Sallallahu offered as it related to freeing her and marrying her and what a beautiful choice she made in choosing to be with the Prophet Sallallahu and Sophia as mentioned by Ibn Abdul Bar كانت صفية حليما عاقلة فاضلة that Sophia, she was one who was forbearing and gentle. She was intelligent and she was virtuous. This is how the ulama describe her as it relates to her characteristics. And the Prophet Sallallahu he used to love her. And from the signs that the Prophet Sallallahu he loved her is when she came to the masjid to visit him. And she loved him. 
She was a loving woman. And, and this is during the time the Prophet ﷺ was making i'tikaf. Look at a virtue now we get from her marriage to the Prophet ﷺ. That it is allowed for the person to leave the masjid who is making i'tikaf when there is a need as it relates to his family. So the Prophet ﷺ got up and walked her back to her residence. He didn't say, I'm making i'tikaf, you walk by yourself. No, the Prophet ﷺ, he left his area of i'tikaf and he walked with her until she got to her home safely. And we know when the other two companions seen, they walked away fast and the Prophet said, slow down, indeed she is Sophia bint Hurye, and this is my wife. But the point of the shahid, Ahsanallahu ilaykum, is the interaction between the two. She went to go visit him in the masjid as he's making itikaf, and he walked her home. A beautiful example of how a husband and wife should be with one another. Wallahi, I'm telling you, ikhwan wa akhawat, stop taking these disbelievers as the examples of how our marriages should be. Whatever good they have with them, and we don't say all of them, are, their marriages are in an evil state and the likes. But whatever good they have with them, we have that good and more. You have to believe that. We have that good and we have more than that from the example of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam and his wives. Also, she was a woman who used to keep her tongue wet with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And she did not waste her time speaking with that which is of no benefit. We come to the last wife, Maymuna bint al-Harith, radiyallahu anha. From her noble characteristics, along with her being our mother, Maymuna radiallahu anha, she used to she used to have like intimate dealings with the Prophet sallallahu alaihi and we're not talking about relations. Rather, what's being spoken about here, Ibn Abbas, he mentioned, أَخْبَرَتْنِي مَيْمُونَ أَنَّهَا كَانَتْ تَقْتَسِلْ هِيَ وَالنَّبِيِّ فِي إِنَاءٍ وَاحِدٍ He said, Maymuna informed me that her and the Prophet ﷺ used to shower together, or take a ghusl together from one vessel. MashaAllah. In about 15 years, you're going to appreciate this narration, young man. <laughs> young boy over here laugh like, huh? 15 years, inshallah. He said, man, that narration Ustaz mentioned 15 years ago. Mashaallah. <laughs> came in handy. This puts some years on your marriage, inshallah. Because this is an intimate interaction to make ghusl with your wife. And of course, the ghusl is from the ghusl of Janaba. So we understand what took place prior. But the shahid that, look how she, her relationship was with the Prophet ﷺ. That she had this intimate interaction. And 
she was one who shared this with Ibn Abbas radiallahu anha radiallahu an or radiallahu anhuma him and his father for the purpose of spreading an Islamic rule. There's a hukum that comes from this. The permissibility of a man and a woman making ghusl together from one vessel. And that them making ghusl together from one vessel does not make the water impure. Because they're both going into the vessel and they're both in a state of major impurity. So their major impurity is not making the water impure. Because if the water becomes impure, the other one can't use it. So this is a virtue of hers. That she shared something from her private life with the Prophet ﷺ for the purpose of an Islamic ruling being shared. Also, the Prophet ﷺ, he described... Maymuna radiallahu anha and her sisters as al-akhawat mu'minat the sisters who are believers as is mentioned in the narration of Ibn Abbas qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-akhawat mu'minat Maymuna wa Umm al-Fadl wa Salma bint al-Harif wa Asma the sisters who are believers, Maymuna, Umul Fadl, Salma bint Al Harif, and Asma. So the Prophet testified to her Iman along with her sisters. Wa alaykum salam rahmatullahi barakatuh. The ulama they mentioned that Maymuna was known as being one who used to love to do good. And she used to exert herself in doing good. As the Prophet ﷺ, he described her as being one who has iman, and actions are from iman. The ulama, they mentioned that Maymuna, radiallahu anha, she had a serving girl that she freed her for the sake of Allah. She freed her for the sake of Allah, seeking the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's property that she gave up for Allah's sake. And this shows that she is a woman who sacrificed seeking Allah's pleasure. And man, there was one point, subhanAllah wa bihamdi. I wanted to mention Bear with me This is the last point Inshallah to honor
I missed it. Rather, it was uh, Um Habiba. Um Habiba, just to go back, before she passed away, she had sent a letter to Aisha radiallahu anha asking Aisha radiallahu anha to forgive her because they were co-wives in that time they had some differences so before when she knew she was about to die she sent to Aisha a letter or a message asking Aisha to pardon her for anything that took place uh, between them and likewise it is mentioned that she sent a message to Um Salama and she said the same thing like she said to Aisha radiallahu anha and this is a beautiful example for the mothers of the believers that you know let things go you know don't be harboring ill feelings especially towards your co-wives and the likes try to keep the peace and maintain the harmony in the sisterhood of al-islam for the most or the strongest bond of iman as the prophet sallallahu mentioned ural iman that the strongest bond of faith is loving for the sake of allah and disliking for the sake of allah you know your co-wife is your muslim sister and as allah as mentions Indeed, the believers are nothing but brothers, and this includes the sisters. So, bring rectification between your brothers. So, the Dawahs, subhanAllah, have missed that as it relates to Um Habibi. So, ending with Maymuna radiallahu anha, that she was a person who loved to do good and exert herself in doing good. And Maymuna radiallahu anha, she did things for the sake of Allah. She did things for the sake of Allah azawajal. And it's mentioned that when fitna will come about, or when fitna did come about, that Maymuna radiallahu anha, she stayed away from the fitna and she did not involve herself in the fitna. And this is a beautiful example from the mother of the believers and I will stop at this point whatever is correct the praise is for Allah azawajal alone whatever is whatever is incorrect it is from myself wa subhanaka allahumma bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik